Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Nest podcast. We've got a whole bunch of uh, handheld news to talk about. We've got PlayStation news to talk about. We've got video games that we've been playing. So I figured that we could start off with the um well msi we we talked about the msi claw a couple of weeks ago maybe three weeks ago at this point and there's been a lot of back and forth about whether or not it was going to be a uh 120 hertz uh vrr display and now uh apparently msi is confirming that it is going to have a vrr screen that will uh, kick in at 48 hertz and go up to 120 hertz, which is, I think it's basically the same thing. Like, I'm assuming this is the same panel that's in the ROG Ally, right, uh, Russ? That sounds, yeah, the specs sound the same, you know. And it's funny, during my CES, like, visit, when I asked them about this, I don't know if you guys remember, I said, like, I asked them directly about this, and they said, yeah, you know, and it was one of those where I'm like, was this a mistranslation, you know, because native, uh, like, they weren't a native English speaker, but there were, were they just, like, not being able to tell me something, you know, I mean, and so it's pretty funny. Did you see, like, the? there's an echo, by the way, a small echo, but did you see The Verge, like, published like right. oh, two versions of this article. <laughs> yeah. It was it yeah. was weird. Right. They did one and then like they just kept the same URL and they're like, you know what? We're gonna change this. It now does have it. And that's two different Asus rap reps who said this. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. even or not Asus, MSI, I'm sorry. MSI like reps who said this and it's uh yeah, that's some internal issues right there. And and you weren't alone too, right, with CES because it was very much mixed messaging from just me watching all the different previews of the MSI Claw. Some said absolutely no VRR. Others said it doesn't have VRR now, but they are exploring it. And others said it doesn't have VRR now, but it will. So it felt like there were three different responses just based on- this thing's coming in hot, right? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) They're just trying to get it to market as quick as possible. Exactly. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. But VRR does sound good. So hopefully that sticks. The fact that nobody, like, that there's multiple people telling people different things. And, like, Russ is there at CES talking to them. And they're like, "Um, maybe? Like, (laughs) why would you show up at a big event like that and not have that kind of information ready for your big announcement like that's so weird to me and it 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 gives me a whole lot of pause for this particular device yeah i feel like they are definitely trying to rush it out uh the release as soon as they can 
probably because the chip itself, like, I don't know, like they want to be first to market with it or something, you know? And so I think there's probably some sort of rush in that regard. Maybe Intel's giving them some pressure. I don't really know, but they, they definitely feels like it is like Jimmy said, is coming in hot. Yeah. Real hot. The Lenovo Legion go had a similar deal, right? With the portrait display. So like at the, at all the previews, it was definitely a portrait display, but in the Lenovo forums, they were the one of the reps or one of the engineers kept saying, "Yes, it was portrait, but the final product will be landscape." And never I really, happened. I really hate that. Like, oh, th- this is this is pre-release, so we yes. Can't. It's like how many times has pre-release really changed all that far or deviated from what actually occurred? So you yep. always have to like you're forced to like. This is still pre-release, so whatever. And uh, thankfully, when I had I bought mine retail. And when I got it, I posted it. I was like, I was like, womp womp, it's portrait. And people were like showing me forum posts, like, no, 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 that's pre-release. And I was like, no, 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 I bought this from Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, right. I funny. mean, I have a Legion Go that is, I have the the pre-release unit that right. they sent me, and I also have the retail unit. I couldn't, I couldn't, it, like, if you put them down side by side, I I have stickers on them right now, so I would be able to tell. Um, but if they didn't have the stickers on them, I could not tell you the difference between the two. You know, the Lenovo Legion Go, despite the software feeling very hot, I have to say the whole Joy-Con implementation, I was really impressed with. Like on day one, I was still really happy with what they had um, yeah. because it, it operated what how you would assume that it was going to operate. When you just, you know, detach them, they would work like how the Nintendo Switch does. Yeah. And they reasonably did. I never really had a problem with them ever. And I tried doing it multiple times. So I have to give them kudos for that at the very least. And I know I still see software updates and stuff to it. So yeah, I just have to... got one. But like, I think nice. it un- unlocked uh, like the F- FSR3 type thing or something like that. Yeah, I saw oh, it because I just bought one. Yeah. And yeah, I'm also very impressed with it. But I've got all the updates that they put out since, you know, when it launched and it's really finicky when you go to update it because the newest update in December, I guess, unlocked the ability to like update it through its own app, like the Legion Space. But before you had to like go to the website, so I had to do a few updates in a row to get to that point, mm-hmm. and they took forever. But once mm-hmm. I got it up and running, I w- I'm really impressed with it. I, I've been liking it a lot. How do you feel it's about it. comfort wise? I like it because I have bigger hands. I still prefer the Steam Deck OLED because that just fits perfectly. But between the Legion Go and the ROG Ally, the ROG Ally feels sharp. It like digs into my palms a little bit. So I never really wanted to play on it for more than like two or three hours at a time at most. But the Legion Go, when you kind of get that hand cramp feeling after a few hours, you can just like put out the kickstand, throw it down and then start playing with the Joy-Cons detached. And I think that's that's true. Really cool. They, they've kind of been my favorite of the Windows handhelds I've tried by like hmm. a pretty wide margin. That's my favorite as well. I know, Russ, you prefer the um, the ROG yeah. Ally to the Legion Go. Um, as far as like the sharpness, I know that we probably talked about this a couple of weeks ago when you got hands on with the claw. How did the like Jimmy's talking about the sharpness of the ROG Ally, which yeah is definitely an issue but it's not a big issue and it's still pretty comfortable but did you feel like the claw was better or worse i can't remember the claw is uh more rounded in those parts where the ally is sharp and so it does for you know for jimmy's use case i think it'll be fine like better for me i don't mind the kind of sharp edges on the um 
the ally just because I don't know. It's not. Hold on, my auto focus is getting out of focus. There we go. Uh, so I don't really mind the ROG ally, the sharp edges to it because I think it still kind of fits my hands. You know, at least the way I hold it. I don't like the sharpness of the Legion Go. Like I found that that one. Oh, that's uh, funny. Like the it's flat at the the top of it, and then it kind of just cuts off at a 90 degree angle and so that part is a, like rough on the edges for me and so there's nothing perfect with any of these handhelds but yeah. i do think the m Claw, one of its benefits will be that it is a fairly ergonomic and rounded controller altogether hence the claw, <laughs> yeah. the claw. <laughs> it looks more rounded in the picture like you can tell like it's got that sloped down edge and that's kind of i think my hand just got used to the way the steam deck is honestly like with my mm-hmm. the, like meat of my thumb kind of just rests yeah. in that like slope and it feels very comfortable yeah i want to go back to the engineering sample thing i want to do a little behind the scenes because i'm I'm, i talk about this in my review Mm -hmm. not review i'm not calling it a review which is what i want to talk about the one x player x1 so that is this guy a a worse name than the (laughs) claw one x player x1 one doesn't say pro it's no, like it the doesn't Xbox say Pro. Series X One X or something. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> so this also has the Intel chipset. The version they sent me, and I'll hold it up one more time, even though it's faded out now. But it says prototype on there. But the version they sent me is the 135H, so the same as the $699 Claw. Um, but on the Indiegogo, they're not selling a 135H version of the X1. They're selling a 125H and a 155H. Oh, interesting. And also, this is supposed to be the 3-in-1, right? So you can use this as a tablet uh, with the kickstand. You can use it as a laptop with the kickstand and the keyboard. And you can use it as a handheld with, like, these slots for controllers just like the Legion Go. Okay. But they didn't send me the controllers either. <laughs> oh, what? So, yeah, so with the controllers, they said, I'm going to read, actually, for the controllers and the chipset. This is what they said. They said, thanks for the update. I was informed that the controllers need to be sent after Spring Festival. That's their uh, holiday that they're on now. Uh, because during tests, there has been a slight bit of looseness between the controllers and the X1. So I, first of all, I do appreciate that them disclosing that, but mm-hmm. I'll get to it. Uh, the second half says, we understand you and your audience are concerned about reviewing early hardware. We want to assure you that our engineering team... Um, that according to our engineering team, the final production units equipped with 125H and 155H will closely represent the performance of the model you received, 135H. Now, if they were to closely resemble it, why would you, I would just buy the 125H. I would buy the cheaper one because it closely resembles. So right. I, I don't- That's bizarre. I don't accept that language. It is very bizarre. Um, and so I, I don't feel comfortable calling my video review and it just goes back to like, what Carrie was saying about engineering samples, I feel like all of the companies kind of use this pre-release period, pre-embargo period to push their marketing points. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to kind of push back, right? Like I'm not gonna call it a review if you're not giving me the final product and things like that. So it's just, it, it's just a like Jimmy said, it's bizarre. Not, yeah, not you know, just I would not say... the final product, but they're also giving you a product that that's effectively does not exist yeah right because there's you cannot <laughs> get that chipset no yeah so it's like you have the 135 so you're directly in between gpu core counts of the 125 and 155 so you'd be like mm-hmm. this is like between them so what <laughs> right. does that help anyone's so like you see these benchmarks just imagine them going like this and and you get an idea of where that is like yep 
just, you can kind yeah, of tell by looking the at it why the controllers are loose. It's like that's a oh, crazy yeah. setup they've got going on there. I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I I could imagine some reality. I guess where that would be comfortable, but like. I don't know. You got to look this up if you're watching or listening. It's like the screen yeah. and then the controller looks like too small for it. I almost need like how the portal set up with like the bridge across the back or something. It's, to yeah. Right. Yeah. It like a... It's very PS portal like. Jim, so the bridge share... would help a lot. Can you share that that tab? I don't have the tab. Can you I just, share I that tab? I had a YouTube video on my phone. That I can't find pictures oh, of it. I can okay. only find like their trailer. Which What's is it called like again? Because I want to I want to put it up there for the YouTube uh one viewers. x player x1 the world's first large screen three in one handheld yep okay <laughs> there's an indiegogo i don't know if there are images up there it looks like there are yeah are you it, it looks it looks comical it looks uh more comical than the ps portal does yeah it, it's oh, like it's so round <laughs> it's like uh you don't know how any of this passed through right like i uh, that's, just looking that's at the picture that's, that's the that's, oh, the, yeah, that's, that's the, the old one that, yeah. that looks like Hold on. an improvement. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the old one. That's, <laughs> that's how you would imagine it to be. I'll share. So okay. the, uh, I, I will mention while you're pulling that up. So I got a similar email from them saying, hey, we've got this pre-release one, but it's got issues when it comes to... Okay, oh, turn the volume down. There we go. So it says, yeah, the can you mute that? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I did get an email and he said, hey, we've got the pre-release one, but it's got all these problems. We can't send you the controllers, that kind of stuff. And I just said, no, I'll wait. <laughs> you know, like there's always this like uh, feeling of, you know, with us YouTubers in particular, like we want to get it early so we can show it off, you know, get that extra mm -hmm. click or whatever. But there's there's a bridge there. And I think that they're expecting us to be their hype men. That's what they're trying to get us That's to be. That's it. As, oh, a, as opposed to a reviewer. Yeah. And so I told him, I said, I will wait until you have something that's not wobbly and it's more closer to what an actual retail person would get. And so that that's what I told him. They said, fine. And so they didn't send me anything. And so, um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think it's ready yet. And so I appreciate, Rich, you and taking, taking one for the team. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wish they had told me in advance that they that the controllers <laughs> are wobbly. I, I, they sent, I literally, like, was looking in the box because it wasn't like a normal box because it's a prototype. Mm. So I was looking in the box for the controllers. They weren't there. And I'm like, hey, did you guys make a mistake? Especially because I saw ETA Prime had the controllers. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I have um, uh, I have some OneNet stories that are along those same lines. They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? We're going to we're gonna send you this stuff. I'm like, cool. What are you going to do? And they go, who are you? And I go, you, you emailed me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had that same thing happen before. What the hell are you they talking have, like, about? So many different people at the, some of these companies that are all on one chain with you. It's like they're all logging into the same email or something. And then you'll see it change in the middle of a chain and then the like cadence won't break. And I'm like, that's kind of impressive, honestly, yeah. that you can keep this conversation going. Like yeah. that. I, I will say, and this is, this is not related to hardware or whatever, but I cannot stand whatever email that they're using. Wow. Whenever, when I'm replying to these companies, quotes everything and moves it over a little and then quotes everything and moves it over a little oh, and then oh, after yeah. i've been on a conversation with somebody for 50 emails or something it's just an unreadable mess yeah. and i don't understand maybe it's gmail's fault but it's just it's just impossible to, to like i always have to say can we start a new thread because i can't i can't <laughs> deal with this anymore yeah <laughs> uh anyway so that thing looks terrible um, with yeah. the tiny little controllers, I mean, I get what they're going for. They want to give you that bigger screen, 
So I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. It's it's very much like the Surface Pro, right? So if you've ever used a Surface Pro, this is aside mm -hmm. from the controllers, right? Just as a laptop, it's pretty much the exact same as a Surface Pro um, in form factor. Not they're they're like the Surface Pro would overheat in a particular place, and this doesn't have that problem. But just in terms of form form factor, it's that. Now, if you want to, you know, have a laptop that you can transform into a really weird handheld, then <laughs> there's a chance that it works well. Again, I don't have the controller, so I can't say, but I am curious, right? Like, I hope it does work well. I hope they can fix that looseness because I would like to be able to do that. But yeah, I can't say. Well, speaking of the looseness, you know, you talk about the Legion Go, mm -hmm. that thing, like it's... It like the switch you slide through a thing and it snaps in right mm -hmm. when you use the Legion Go you just push a button and they just basically just detach right so it felt really it didn't I, I was worried that it would feel like wobbly but when you snap them in wow does it hold on really well yeah I think mm -hmm. the Legion yeah. Go like the, their way that you they that the joy cons attach to the side of the True tablet strike True strike controllers. Yeah. True strike. Yeah, 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 I'm going to call them Joy-Cons people. Um, <laughs> if, like, it feels really solid, at least for mine. Um, yeah. Everybody no. else feels solid? I think it's Very. like one of those things yeah. where you're like, you really want to hope that someone that actually is going to be using this day in and day out will give us all a report like a year later. Like a year for later, sure. I've been using these things like, you know, gangbusters and they're still, you know, whatever. But like mm -hmm. on the Switch, mine started to wobble after like a few months. Um mm -hmm. Uh, so it's not like it's drastic. Like it just has like a little play in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but so far, I mean, I, I, for the week or so that I used mine, I never had any type of wobble on mine, which was impressive. I, again, uh, the entire part of the hardware package that Lenovo did for the Legion Go, they really, I was really impressed with it. I just wish that they went with a landscape-based screen. Yeah. Outside of the landscape-based screen, because of the fact that they nailed the hardware so well, like I didn't mind... I gave them a lot of like leeway with the software. Like it was obviously, yeah, right. But like, just you can you can fix that if you're dedicated. You can fix that. But they yeah. nailed the hardware, and that was difficult to do with the hardware that they had in mind. Exactly. Like if you want, if you are a person that likes the Joy-Con type of thing and wants that functionality to instantly switch, the Legion Go is like the only thing that you're going to tell anyone to get. You're like, oh, you want that? Get the Legion Go. There's there's like it's such an easy thing to like. That's for you. I don't have to say anything else. There's nothing else I have to talk yep. about. You're you want the Legion Go. Um I I want to start using it. I'm gonna start going to the gym. I'm gonna try to use it so that I can just use the Joy Cons while I'm walking and just put the tablet nice. part in the thing and just cool. play a game like that. I wanna I wanna get give that a go. I used to do that with the Switch, but I always had a small screen. And mm -hmm. the Legion Go is appreciably larger. Yeah, you can you could say that again. Uh that's the thing I like the most about it is is how huge that screen is. It, it makes the the issues with windows not as big of an issue but they they're still issues as soon as valve ships steam os i'm nuking that thing from orbit and throwing steam os on there and i'll never look back because i just don't <laughs> play the games that are on windows that that people that everybody seems to care about and if it's a game pass game i'll just play it on my xbox um all right well speaking of speaking of games uh let's before we hit the rest of the the news like the the uh, next PlayStation handheld or in the state of play and all the other stuff that we've got to talk about today. I thought we would start, uh, take a second and talk about the games that we've been playing. 
Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to have you start us off. You've been mm-hmm. playing a couple games. Can you pick one? Yes. Uh, I put about 10 hours so far into Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is a terrible title and it's really hard to Google. Um, <laughs> I kind of like it. I know everyone's hating on it pretty hard, big time right now. I'm like up two minds on it really. We're like taking it as is. It's a very fun game. Like the actual combat is probably one of my favorite third person like shooter style combat games i've played in a long time but then Mm. the other half of my brain is like this took nine years and like this is what they were making for that long like if it only if this came out a lot quicker and it was like a interstitial game between the next single player thing or whatever i think it'd probably be received a lot better but knowing that they took so long after arkham knight and just some of the story things they're undoing from the ending of arkham knight i can totally understand where the hate is coming from but i spent all friday night playing it with two of my friends and we had a bot that uh when you have bots in this game it'll pull like players from your friends list so if someone has a character who's leveled up uh, it'll just add them in as your bot with their full loadout and everything, and they'll actually like, oh. collect XP and like loot. And then when y- your friend logs back on, they'll get the progress that oh, their cool. bot made in your game, which is really cool. So we had essentially like a four-player squad, and it's really fun when you get in the groove of it. And the story, while the actual like plot thread is nothing crazy, it's incredibly well-directed, and the it has probably the best face animations I've ever seen in a game. Like, wow. really impressive stuff. Uh, on pc it runs decently like you have to use its version that it wants to use instead of dlss you should use taa because dlss introduces stuttering but once you if you just stick with the defaults it picks it actually runs significantly better for me on pc than ps5 you get way less stuttering on pc once you have it all configured right and you can run at higher settings and hold the 60 fps like a lot smoother than you can on ps5 the loot system is really good. It's just like every other looter where it doesn't explain some of the deeper stuff in it. So once I discovered that, like there's a whole system where some guns can like have their own set like level limit where you can level the gun up and then pick what stats you want to invest in. And it actually like noticeably changes the gun. So you can take guns from the beginning of the game, basically to the end, if you get the right loot pool at the beginning of the game. So me, someone who plays a lot of looter shooters, there is a lot here that I really like. It's just the variety is the thing that just kills this game. There is zero variety. You just either do a payload or escort a bus, and that's it through the entire game. That's every mission, every side mission, every story mission. That's all you're doing. And then I looked at the end game, and it seems like they went with the Outriders sort of end game where there's going to be three different incursions you can do every week, and then they'll swap out every week. But it's running the same thing over and over again is not fun. What I will say is it's in a lot better of a spot than the vast majority of other looters, especially Avengers, in the sense that it's not broken in pretty much any way. Like, everything works as it's intended to, and, like, the end game is there and functional. It's just, I want to see if this game continues to get better, and I'm worried about it now because apparently it's not selling very well. So, I'm wondering how far they'll actually take it, but... Yeah. Like my opinion on it so far is like I'd give it a solid like 7.5 solo and then it's like hovering on an 8 with friends. Like it's just a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I was going as you were talking about like it being bare, I was thinking that the, normally like that's the sort of thing that would grow over time, but with this game, yeah, it's not sold very well. 
So I don't see that happening. And, you know, I also see people waiting for it to go on sale, right? right? Like $70 mm -hmm. for what you said. I know has scared a lot of people off and they're like, maybe I'd like it, but not at $70. It's not good enough to buy to just play through as a single player, like Arkham story game. So I get why people are waiting. And it's, it seems like yet another live service game where the mm -hmm. first season launch is really going to determine whether or not it catches on. And from the like roadmap image that they shared, which I want to give them props for sharing so much information about what's coming in season one from what they've shared. It seems like it's just going to be more of what's already in the game. And I'm like that, that's not what they need, right? Like I don't need a fifth playable character with their weird ass version of Joker, but what I need is more variety. And it looks like they're just adding more of what's already in it, which is not a good sign. I think, I feel like a lot of the, I, having not played the game myself, I feel like a lot of the hate that this game is getting is completely dissociated with the gameplay itself. And it's all centered around the fact that this is a live service game and Rocksteady is known for making these single player uh, Batman games, the Arkham games, and people wanted that. But the, the company decided to make a, you know, they wanted A, people, the company decided to make B, and without giving it a chance, everybody was just like, well, B sucks, and I'm not interested in that, so it's terrible. Again, I haven't played it, so maybe it does suck, um, but then there's also the controversy about people that are mad about Batman and everything, and I won't get into it in this because of its, you know, spoilers <laughs> for the game, but... Um, I feel like Dude, there's a crazy whole... how people are so crazy. Happy people were to spoil this game. Like people are the biggest whiners about spoilers on literally everything. But I saw every character death in this game before it was like even out of early access. And it's just yeah. bizarre. Even with context though, I think it improves a lot of the, you know, Justice League deaths. It's in the title of the game. But wait. Yeah, it that's going to happen yeah. in this game? Yeah, Are the you... Justice League's <laughs> going to die and kill the Justice League? Like, oh my God. Wow. It, I don't know. I, it's weird because, like, as far as the live service games goes, I've played a lot of them. Like, I played both Division games. I played Avengers. I got to the end game in Avengers. I played Outriders to the end game. Out of all of those, this one feels like the least, like, uh, janky at launch. Like, it feels like they actually took that time that they got with the delay and cleaned up all the technicals and made sure everything will look and run right and have every all like all the loot actually works right the drops are good like it's spread out nicely like as far as a live service game goes i think they kind of nailed the launch except for when it had to be taken down in early access for a few hours but like what what live service game hasn't had to do that i'm not really holding that too much against them and comparing this to avengers this is like night and day a better game mm. it plays better it looks better it runs better the missions don't fall apart and break. The AI works. They'll revive you. It's just like, I don't even think it's fair to compare this game at launch to Avengers. But yeah, I think you are onto something there where every video I've seen does not actually get into the live service nature of the game, like what how it actually works. And they're more focused on saying, well, I wanted another Arkham game. And this isn't another Arkham game. They shouldn't have sent it in the Arkham universe. And that's fair, but like me taking it for what it is, I, I'm enjoying it. I think, I don't know. I think I'll get to the end game and then put it down and then try out season one and then determine if I'll stick with it. But right now I'm just like happily making my way through it with my friends. Solo is like a little bit of a different story, but like with friends, it's awesome. Rich, did you pick this up?
If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. no. And I, what about I you, Ross? Been... Sorry. No. Nah. No, you're good. As soon as I heard season one, I'm like, no, that's yeah. too much game for me. <laughs> it no looks like service. Jimmy is the... I can't wait to find out, you know, in a couple of months if, if you're still playing this game or not. Um, but I'd say it's like 50-50 shot right now. It really, it really depends on what they add uh, he... in, in that season one. <clears throat> it's got to be defeating, right? Because, like, the team of, like, six made Pal World in, like, two weekends and just, like, <laughs> yeah. just launched it. Just like, yeah. <laughs> We just cobbled together this UE5 game. Uh, maybe some people will play it. <laughs> it <was> like <laughs> takes off like gangbusters. And this game, Roxanne's been working on for nine years. And people just crapping on it. It's just like, you just look Dude. at the, the two people the, just like... <laughs> if you compare it to Gotham Knight sales, that game... I, I don't ever call games bad, but that game is very, very bad. And it's still bad. <laughs> And that was like quietly one of the best-selling games for the year it came out. And then after, like people just loved buying Gotham Knights. And knowing how much better this is, I'm like, I wish people showed up for this instead because mm. mm. this is the one that I'd actually see myself playing. Because I like Suicide Squad. I like that they're violent and there's gore and swearing and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it makes me think of um, Anthem. You know, so like yeah. I think of that. You know, and uh, it just kind of died on the vine, just right yep. there in the. Yeah. yeah, they should stop I, making these studios transition to live service because it, it always ends up bad when these like storied developers like make these live service games. They get gutted during development, and then when the game doesn't take off, they get gutted again through yeah. all the new people that they brought on. And then we have the husk of Bioware making Dragon Age Four right now. It's just like that's it. It's a bummer. So yeah. I saw this article the other day. Um, it's not in the show notes, so you guys can't can't see it, but. It says that at at, um, at GDC, I guess they had like this survey, and sixty five percent of that answered this survey. Sixty five percent of studios are presently working on one or more live service game. Sixty five percent. It's too much. That that um article turned out to be like weird, right? Like they defined live service as we'll update the game after it's released or something like that. Oh, so like cyberpunk. Um, right, right. Like any, <laughs> like basically any game. And I think that I, we, it, it's possible that we're looking at different articles. Cause the one I saw was like 95%. So maybe oh, that's yeah, where this the is difference developer.com. Okay. I'll take a look. Um, but yeah, the, there was one that was like 95%, but they were one. defining it as as literally just any game that gets an update, basically. Yeah, the, well, it says 66% of developers conf confessed that such games are confessed. necessary <laughs> for long-term success. 
It's so mm. negative. Like they confess that they're working. Do <laughs> <laughs> you confess? Not enough time. Like, under duress. I, I don't yeah. understand why developers don't get that. Like when you make a game a full time job, like people have to pick one, and then you're dividing and dividing and dividing, and it's just like there can only be a big like a big enough audience for probably like what two or three of these games at most. Like when you have Diablo right. four bombing as hard as it did after launch, like that should worry. Pretty much every developer working on a live service game right yeah. now. Like if Diablo can't do it and, and Destiny is having these massive problems, like you're probably not going to have a great shot either. Yeah. And, yeah. and Diablo was actually really fun. I enjoyed yeah. my time playing with it. I feel like Same. 80 hours into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I like Diablo 4 as well. Yeah, it was a really good game. But you're right. It's like it was very flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost feels like there was a time when this kind of game could succeed and all, I almost feel like that that time is gone it's it is. just there's just too much that's going to pull our attention away from it yeah you know we we've probably had this conversation many times but like the younger generation doesn't play the games that we know about like if I talk to my my kid about Diablo he's like oh all right but he has none of the none of the baggage of like, you know, all the stuff that I played with when I was young and growing up and seeing the success of those games and, and seeing how how much they got better. And, you know, between Roblox and Fortnite and other uh, Battle Royale games just absorbing everyone's time that are free to play, it's uh it's really tough. It's really tough. I can't I can't imagine making a, a live service game is a is a wise move, but I know that they see the numbers and they're like, oh, th- those numbers are better than those other numbers, so we need to go for those numbers. And it's, uh, it's a shame. Right. I, it's, I feel it's like... A... Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, it's an expected value thing, right? Like, Epic, just going back to taking it to stores, right? Like, Epic Game Store is unlikely to succeed, right? But you take whatever that probability is, point zero 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 one, and you multiply it by 30% of every single game that's sold on PC, like Valve has, and all of a sudden the, the upside is just too good to ignore that you have to try everything you can to make make it succeed. I feel like these, these live service games, uh, many of them fall into, they fall into the trap like my son and I were talking about this because uh, he he actually asked me he's uh, before we started recording he said why does everybody hate the kill the Justice League and I said well I know that I'm going to be talking to somebody about that and I'll find out for you because um, he hasn't played it either but he he was like well you know it's going to have a it, like it has a battle pass right Jimmy yeah it will it's got in, battle in pass and one. microtransactions then why is it seventy dollars. Yeah, that's I hate the thing. That. Like mm. they would make so much more money if it was just a free game, and then make people pay to play dress up. With now they're charging seventy dollars and letting you do that. Diablo is really egregious with its cash yeah, shop oh, too. Yeah. Like you can spend up to like fifty bucks on armor that only works on one class or whatever. Halo's Jeez. pretty bad too. Like Halo's gotten ridiculous in the past couple of seasons. Like they just added in Halo Wars armor or whatever and the cost that they charge for some of this stuff is wild. It's like the cost of a new game. Yeah, and the Halo, like the the cosmetics in Halo are freaking terrible. Like they don't look cool. They don't look fun. And when I put one of them on, I can't see it. 
bad horse armor. Yeah. Yeah. Bad horse armor. Bad horse. Bad. Oh my god. Now everybody who loves uh boy Russ, you are very blurry. Um I know it's everybody who loves the bad horse song. You guys know exactly what song I'm talking about. Everybody else is like the bad horse song. Um look up Dr. Horrible people. Uh all right, Rich, what have you been playing, man? I've I've not been playing anything. I've been doing a ton of reviews, so I, like hardware reviews. So I've been unable to really get into anything. Just real quick, I'll plug Bloodhounds on Netflix. I don't know if it's new to Netflix or what, but it's like a mm. it's it's kind of like a K drama, but it's like action. So there's cool. a lot of like fighting and fight scenes, and surprisingly, the dub is actually really good. I I had to use the dub because I'm like washing dishes and stuff like that, so I can't like read while I'm watching. Um, anyway, yeah, like boxing and crime fighting and stuff like that it was actually pretty fun you've been playing anything carrie uh yeah i played um the only thing i played this week was brotato it uh came to game pass <laughs> um so it's like a game like vampire survivors but uh, slightly different um so it, it's i prefer vampire survivors by a long shot but i still was enjoying it and it's like it was I don't know what the like the dopamine hit of how they were doing it because they were like nickel and diming me on achievements and some of the achievements I was getting were like literally one gamer score point and I was like wow. oh, all right <laughs> like let me do that let me do that I got to like beat difficulty level four and then you have to beat it with a bunch of different uh, uh different characters that you can unlock as you play through and it's just it's just fun it's just you know you have, what kind of luck can you have with what type of weapons that you can do either ranged or elemental or whatever and. Uh, it's just a game. It's literally just math that you see on a screen, and uh, the, I just those like grip my brain. So I've been I played about like six hours of that or so, um, and I finished uh, Power World. I stopped playing like last week. I got up to like level forty in Power World, um, but I stopped just because um, I don't know. Just there 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 needs to be way more in that game. Um, as it is, and needs to be really patched up. So I'm just gonna walk away from it for a while. I tried playing it again. It's still. I mean, I I, I didn't pay for it. I didn't buy it. I was playing it on my Xbox. It's just a stuttery mess. It's so stuttery. I just can't. It's it's really bad performance wise. Uh, so I just shut it back. Actually, I ended up deleting it. Um, Russ, what have you been playing? Uh, so I. I just reviewed a PC uh, today, and this was kind of a beefy PC. And so one of the things I was testing with it is PC VR because I got the Oculus Quest or the Meta Quest Three uh, over Christmas time. And so I've been playing Half Life Alex, nice. and it is cool. amazing. I bought that game years ago. Like I, it was an investment I made in my Steam library, <laughs> where I was like, I'm gonna get PC VR someday, and so I'm gonna play this game, you know. And I watched a little bit of YouTube on it. I was like, can't I don't want to spoil myself. So it's funny when I started playing it. Two things happen. Number one is I, I've never really played any real VR game. You know, I've done like tech demos and stuff. It is so immersive for me. My little monkey brain gets convinced that it's real. When I see a bad guy, I'm like, that is an actual bad human being right there. You know, like it's in the room with me, you know. It mm -hmm. freaks my brain out. It's crazy. I, I could never play like a Resident Evil game. Just oh. just seeing one of the guards in Half-Life Alex freaks me out. Just Dude, seeing them, not even like... fighting them. On PSVR 2, Village is still my favorite game. It is terrifying. I, it would, yeah. it, like, I love horror. I don't really get scared of anything. But, like, man, when you're in, like, real first person, I guess, like, crawling through yeah. 
broken rubble and it's just candlelight and then there's just like this guy screaming who's a werewolf at the end of a hallway it's like i don't want to go down there i don't want to fight him they take like six shots uh, (laughs) the first thought i i thought when you were saying that is like i i would have a fear of peeing my pants like Like, that's how like my brain gets convinced of that stuff so that was the first idea i had and the second was that uh i found that I, I didn't want to play it that long and it was because I was worried it was going to end so I was like I got to take this one tiny bite at a time and so I'm like playing it in 10 minutes I'm like that's enough you know I want to savor these moments you know but then I looked and there's like 12 episodes in that game like it's a really long game for a VR game and so I'm just going to start cramming through it I think I'm going to really enjoy that so that's what I've been playing but uh, another thing I kind of wanted to bring up was you know Last of Us 2 Remastered came out like a couple weeks ago we didn't really talk about it but all the the like hype and everything that I saw on Twitter and whatnot were people complaining that it was full price for a remastered game and it's been too soon and all this kind of stuff. I never saw anybody say that it's only ten dollars to upgrade yeah. from the PS4 version. It's cheap. <laughs> and so I I saw that and I was like ten dollars. And so I just bought it this morning because I was like immediate. Like it was ten dollars. Right. Played yeah. through it. Played through that game because I played you know during the pandemic basically and it was just an amazing experience. And so to play that in PS5 kind of mode would be even better. And so. That's that's what's on the docket for me, at least. That's the nice. second one, right? That's what's going to yeah. do. Okay. I haven't played either of those. <clears throat> Every time we're talking about games, a buddy of mine at work is always like, dude, have you played The Last of Us yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't you yet. You got to do it. I, I know. I know. Everybody tells me that I got to so do good. it. And I just, uh, but I just installed it because the first one remastered is on PS. Uh, plus whatever tier I think so I just installed it the other day I just haven't played it yet but mm. I love the show now I'm not now yeah. part of me is like I don't want to play it because I just want to watch the show because I just the like game the show is so much much better um, they, yeah. They, yeah they skip over a lot in the show and there's more of the actual like zombies in I, the game yeah. than the show I played um if first game is season one so you're not gonna get yeah, any spoilers yeah. or anything uh, okay I played the first one on the hardest difficulty and it was like the worst decision I could have possibly made not because it was <laughs> difficult <laughs> but uh it was not fun like mm-hmm. it, they gave me I get it they don't give me a lot of ammo and I have to do like as best as I possibly can but like I was literally out of ammo and they put me into a room that is closed and I can't do anything. I can't run away because sometimes running away is a viable option. Like making a a distraction in like grounded mode, like somewhere far off. And then you're like pushing against the door and it's making a bunch of noise. Like that's a viable strategy. You don't have to kill everything, but then sometimes you're in a situation where you run out of ammo. So they know you can't do anything because you have to kill the baddie. So you're running in circles and then just ammo just appears out of nowhere. And you're like, well, this is stupid, guys. Like, who? Like, come on. Like, think of something else that I could do using the environment to take this guy out that I don't need ammunition. Like, if you're going to do all this, I don't know. I was, like, really disappointed with, like, people were always telling me it was, like, so amazing. And then I played Last of Us 2, and I enjoyed half of the game. And then the ha- second half of the game comes, and it's like, <sighs> I don't really want to do all this over again. So I just stopped doing stealth. And I just started running and gunning. And I was just like, it was just, I'm so much more of a fan of Uncharted for Naughty Dog than I am for The Mm. Last of Us. Uncharted, the Uncharted series, I absolutely love by Naughty Dog by a long shot over The Last of Us. Last of Us is good. It's just that it's too long. The game could have been way shorter. Tighten that thing up and it would have been, it would have been much better. 
Everybody yeah, I talk really to says game. it's a really short game. It's like 20 hours, 22 hours. They're, the thing is, it's like an intense game. And so it's yeah, exhausting it yeah. to play yeah, that game. Is. Like, I can yeah. only do a room at a time. I never finished Last of Us Part 1. It was just too much for me. I ended up watching someone else finish it on YouTube because I wanted to see what happened. But I was just done. Like, it was just too much. And it was too difficult for me, too. I'm, I I mentioned before, but I don't like, like, upgrading my weapons or trying out new weapons. I just want a one good, solid weapon, good bow and arrow or whatever, and just let me use that. I love you the bow know? and arrow. And so, Once I got the bow and arrow yeah. in Last of Us 2, I was like, this... Like that was like opened up the game a bunch for me because it was like it followed the whole stealth and survival stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's it's that it's game a good has game. it has the best weapon countering what you're saying about weapon upgrades. It has <laughs> the best animations for weapon upgrades oh, yeah. ever. They're oh, they're not yeah. accurate at all. Like right. like when Joel's like doing the like corkscrew rifling and stuff he like wipes right. it with a rag but just like the gun porn in that game is crazy when you're upgrading <laughs> yeah. weapons and then so the thing i, I was going to yeah. say i'm oh, sorry i was going to just okay. mention the uh the amazing part about last of us part two that i wanted to just kind of focus on and then i'll, I'll be done is just that the accessibility options in that game make yeah. the game so much more enjoyable you because you can basically tailor angry. it yeah, exactly. Slow down mode. You can make it infinitely long. You can make the bad guys highlight in a like easy to see color. Like yeah. if you're having issues seeing them and stuff like that. And so that made the game for me. And I that's probably one of the main reasons why I enjoyed it so much is because I was able to tailor it to my specific needs where I couldn't do that with the first one. And so it, it removed a lot of that stress for me. And again, you know, I, I'm one of those guys where just I get too into a game sometimes it gets overwhelming. And so that was like the perfect balance of challenging but not being too much. And so that's what I really loved about it. Yeah, what you just said reminded me of like a moment in time where I just was so frustrated at The Last of Us 1. Again, because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty, like things are just like ramped up. So I'm in the uh, like apartment complex or something and I'm trying to get around so I'm like tiptoeing around going all slow and I like bump into a bottle and it breaks and a guy from like two floors above is like what I'm like come on like he's not gonna hear that two floors up like I'm pretty sure that was like a complete like not thing that was supposed to happen but having it happen was just like because like people were always like oh it's so real it's like they can only hear and it's like I had the opposite experience. It was just like this is this is no good. It's uh, like a cloud trying to get out of Aerith's house without knocking stuff over with that stupid Buster right. sword. Yeah, <laughs> she kept going. Oh, what are you doing up? It's time to go to sleep. Right. Go Let's back go to, your to room. sleep. Right. I'll go back to your room. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, maybe someday I'll try out The Last of Us. I've got it installed, so I guess I don't really have many excuses. Um, <laughs> the game that I've been playing is Tekken Eight. Nice. And I have never played a Tekken game. Really? Except for the first one. I was at a I was at like a party. Uh when I was in the army, I was at a uh, like a barracks party and somebody had their door open and they were playing they were playing Tekken one on the PlayStation and I went in and I played a couple rounds and I was like, Okay, that's cool. And I never picked it up and I never played any of the other Tekken games. And I don't know what possessed me to pick up this one. Uh, but I ended up picking it up, and I finished story mode uh, this morning, although I skipped through all of the cutscenes because they are anime as hell, and I just couldn't... <laughs> I was, like, totally not interested. So, wait, why'd you skip them? I didn't... I didn't because follow. I just... Oh, <laughs> it's just not interesting to me. Like, these guys screaming at each other. 
Like, I will use this kind of fighting style. And, like, I was like, why are you guys saying, like, it's so weird? I thought you didn't use this fighting style. Well, now I don't hesitate. Sure, okay, whatever, skip. Um, I just want to beat people up. Um, I was worried that it was going to be too hard to enjoy because I haven't had any experience with the the other ones. Um, But they have, like, a baby's first Tekken controls in it. Mm. Where it basically kind of simplifies the controls, kind of like Street Fighter Six did, where you have like the, you can hit the LB button whenever you want, and when you do, it brings up like little combos on the left hand side, and you're like, if you if you want to do an air combo, press Y three times. If you want to do your special attack, push X. If you want to do like your heat move, you press the right button. And that's like, it's all just simple inputs. And then if I hit the the left bu- bumper again, that goes away. And the four face buttons correspond to the four limbs of the fighters. So it's like your left hand, your right hand, right. your left leg, your right leg. And I've, I was trying to force myself to use, you know, the real mode. But then I turned on the, the other mode and I hopped into ranked matches and I was... I was winning about half the matches that I was in, and it was really, really fun. I like that game a lot. It's cool. Has the, anybody played it? I So I want to play Tekken 8. I'm a huge Tekken fan, and I just want to quickly just give this little anecdote story because it was uh, how I started like loving Tekken. So Tekken 1 and 2, I played and I liked, but I wasn't super huge into it. And Tekken 3, I was also just playing it just because it's a fighting game and I wanted to play it. I was at a local import shop in my, in my city, uh, and when I was there... Uh, there was a dude that was playing as King and then he started doing his like, you know, numerous throws and one after the other and seeing it keep on going. I thought it was like a literal like glitch, like how it almost like <laughs> like he was like crack, crack and he's just going around I'm like it keeps going. And I feel like <laughs> that one really sold me on t- like King in Tekken 3 really sold me on Tekken 3 in general. I love t- Tekken 3 is still one of my favorite favorite Tekkens. Uh, Tekken 3 was the moment, though, right? Like, yeah. That was when everybody, because, like, it also had, like, Tekken Ball and Tekken Man. It yeah. had, like, a beat-em-up kind of style. Yeah. So, like, everybody was into it, and then it just, it, it really nailed the, the actual mechanics by that point. Yeah. W- did, was Eddie in 3, or was that Tekken Tag? Eddie. that was the other thing. Eddie, uh, that's the, um, the. Yeah. The uh, pa- uh, Capoeira. Capoeira, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe I think he was he in 3. He's in yeah. Tekken 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I. To everything came together in Tekken 3 because uh, you, you were talking about baby mode, Bill, but like Eddie was the guy where he, if you knew nothing about the game, <laughs> yeah. you could just mash on yeah. the buttons. And he, yeah, very drunken fighter style, but Capoeira, so he's just moving around. And it was very hard to play someone that's button mashing with against Eddie. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm cracking myself up for two reasons. Number one is you guys are talking like King is awesome in Tekken 3, and he was, like, moves-wise. <laughs> but if you look at him now, it's the stupidest costume oh, a character what? has ever had in a fighting game. Oh, yeah. He's wearing, like, sweatpants and sketchers. We're, no, like, we're not friends anymore. Worst. No, there's no way. You're not going to trash King. <laughs> the other thing I'm laughing about is that, like, Bill you know, 25 years ago, saw this game. I'm like, that's great. I'll see you in 25 years. How did that happen? I don't know. It just, it, it kind of like, I saw some, some, I don't even know. I, I saw something and I was watching it. I was like, Oh, that looks cool. And then I was 
I was just sitting and I was looking at my on my Xbox and I was looking I was just opening up the store and I was just kind of mm. scrolling through the store because I was looking for something to play and I was like well I mean no I don't need this and so I, I closed it and like two days later I was like yeah I'm buying that and I ended up picking <laughs> it up and it's really really fun and actually the 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 main reason that I ended up picking it up is because it's a good uh what the hell is happening oh okay that's king. <laughs> That's King. No, look yes. at King and Tekken three though. That's, yeah, that's okay. I just all looked right, it up. Right, it's right. so funny. <laughs> all right. Um, so for the King audio listeners, man. Rich just threw a picture of a tiger-headed man or a leopard-headed man up on the screen. <laughs> um, I it's a good game to sit down with my son and we could sit next to each other and talk some smack and nice. you know beat each other up. And that that's another like Street Fighter six was one of those. And like I've never really been a fighting game guy except for Smash Brothers, so I feel like I'm, you know, I ended up picking up Street Fighter last year, and and this year I picked up Tekken, and uh, I'm really really enjoying it, and uh, I suck at it, but that's okay because <laughs> you know the ranked mode is good. It keeps putting me up against people who also suck at it, and so I win about half the matches, and that's nice. That's really all I wanted. Uh, so really quickly, this is actu an actual factual story that ha has happened. Uh, I was so into Tekken 3, but I was always playing with a PlayStation controller uh, that I never played on an arcade stick with the four buttons. So it always was like at a disadvantage whenever I played an arcade. I actually played Tekken 3 at an arcade, and uh, it was in Las Vegas. And however many years ago, that's was like mid-90s. I'm in Las Vegas playing an arcade, playing Tekken 3. This Korean girl comes up to me, she plays me. I barely beat her. And I was like, okay, well, that was whatever. And I'm going back in the thing. Then her boyfriend comes and plays me and barely beats me. And then they, like, looked at me, like, hard, like, yeah, what? And I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I just walked away. And I was like, what the hell? Did he just protect her honor or something? <laughs> just playing video games. Like, I didn't think anything of it. But they were like, what? it was a weird, weird situation. <laughs> I would really like the ability to communicate with the person that I'm playing against because I played with, I don't know who, um, I had them down to no health. And they came back. I was full health. They came back and they wrecked me, right? And I wanted to send them, I wanted to just send them a, you know, GG. And I wish that the game had some way for me to Quickly. just send yeah. them a message when I was done because mm. I was like, that was really cool. Uh, and, and uh, visually, this game is stunning. There's, like, I think my favorite uh, level, you are on this big rock area, and in the background, you can see, like, giant waves going by, and there's tornadoes in the background, and it is just, it is gorgeous. It's an absolutely gorgeous game, and I'm just having a blast with it, but uh, I'll, I'll end up keep playing it. I finished the, the story mode there's a weird mode in the middle of the story mode it turns into like a 3d brawler like oh, where you've got like waves of enemies coming at you and i was like what the hell is this is that a staple for the series or was that something new they always had different types of mini games um of oh, various okay. sorts in tekken i want to say that a brawler sounds very familiar to me um yeah, they had a brawler in Tekken three. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they kept up with that, right? Like they, they. This is probably the first time since PS one, PS two days that they have one of those modes. <laughs> you know, it's at like the pitch meeting. Like they go up to the whiteboard 
and you see Tekken 3 there, and then the guy's like, and he just finishes the threes and just connects them to an eight. <laughs> and, like, and everyone just starts clapping. Like, <laughs> I will say that I didn't like the brawler mode. I found it to be irritating. But hmm. I also hmm. didn't like yeah. a lot of the other stuff. But the, the moment-to-moment combat of just getting in and doing a ranked match with somebody, thumbs up from me. Um, all right, let's move on back to the news. And real quick, I just, sorry, yeah. I just found the headline that says Tekken 8 is the sequel to Tekken 3 we've always needed. So Carrie <laughs> nice. nailed it. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I haven't played it, but it's sounding more and more just like it because mm-hmm. I love 3. I played the hell out of 3. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 is a, it is a really good game. I'm really enjoying it. And now I don't have to play Tekken 3. I can just play Tekken 8. And There you uh, go. Uh, it has cross-play, so if you guys end up picking it up on whatever platform, we can fight each other, and uh, uh, everybody can beat the hell out of me. As I, you know, <laughs> I've been using some dude with a gun and a knife, and I like him a lot, but I don't know his name or anybody's name because there's just so, so many characters in this game, and I don't feel like I have to unlock anybody either. Like I haven't unlocked a single character. I think I just have the whole roster. Nice from the beginning which is very strange to me (laughs) all right let's uh let's uh move on and uh you know what let's do we want okay uh jimmy ps vita 2 go okay (laughs) i did a whole video on this already i know it was really really exciting it was a good video quick history uh my beginnings of games video slash writing was running a vita website basically like back in college i was the big vita guy i was ride or die for that thing i had like pretty much i probably had about 60 percent of the library before they stopped doing physicals and then went all digital and there was like 15 million ease games coming out and whatever and that's when i bounced off but like (laughs) i was a big vita guy loved everything from like golden abyss all the way down to like killzone mercenary so when i saw this news from what's his name uh Moore's Moore's Law is dead. dead. i was very excited because i was extremely disappointed when i saw those headlines last year where it was like sony's making a new handheld and then you click on it and it's like it'll stream from your ps5 i was like no <laughs> so what they're doing is basically if this is true which it might be might not be the philosophy here is like building something that'll come out towards the tail end of the ps5 generation and be geared towards ps5 and ps4 games to run them down clocked obviously uh it'll have the dual sense features which i think is great i just want sony to re-enter the hardware game because i feel like now is about the time where they could actually nail it because instead of making their developers split off and make you know handheld style games out of their biggest ip they could just make a handheld that'll run the games their developers are already working on <laughs> which is what nintendo's done which is kind of what valve's got going on with the steam deck I, I'm very excited about this even being a possibility because if they can not if they can manage to avoid making it use a pr- proprietary memory card that's expensive as hell and like <laughs> you know just all the mistakes that they make with the, like their handhelds I think they could finally nail it because they have so much market share at this point and people are obviously interested in playing PlayStation games on a handheld right with the portal selling so well so yeah yeah I think this could be really cool I. I, I want to stay away from whether or not this is true or not. Just assume it's true and right. talk about like what what is it that we want from this. I, I feel like, because uh, I made a video about it too, I feel like the reason that Sony would do this, the reason it makes sense, is because obviously it doesn't take discs. 
So that pushes digital sales because if I'm yeah, 100%. sitting down and, and making a decision about whether or not I'm going to buy, you know, the next Spider-Man game or the next uh, Horizon Zero, whatever, uh, you know, if I'm making a decision on a physical copy or a digital copy, Sony benefits more from me buying a digital copy. But if I buy that digital copy, I have the ability to play it on both of those systems. Whereas if I buy the physical copy, I'm locked out of the digital system. So yeah. I feel like that's a good reason why they would do this. It was Whether so or not great. they end up doing it is another thing. What would you say? During PS3 generation, it was awesome because they were still like having more people buy games physically. So a lot of the first party games, they would you would get the PS3 disc and then it would come with a digital code that unlocked the Vita version and the PS3 version. So for me in college, like I could buy a game like PlayStation All-Stars and then when I was done with it, I didn't have to feel guilty trading in the disc because I still had that digital copy. But you're right, there's no way they'll do that now because they could encourage both <laughs> digital sales and PS Plus Extra subscriptions. Because you could just download the games off that. I tried pitching that to some indie developers, uh, where if you bought a um, a Switch game, it would have a Steam code in it, so you can get the you can get the PC version as well. And they're like, "No way!" <laughs> like, all right, well, I thought it was good. <laughs> it was cool. I, I always thought it. it would be cool if if uh, Amiibos were their the game, hmm. like you could buy an Amiibo. And yeah, you would sweet. tap it and it would unlock and then erase like whatever was on it. So then you would have the you could have like this little statue and you wouldn't have to carry like a bag with four hundred cartridges. I actually really with you. like the amiibos. I'm a big fan of amiibos. I think they're cool look. I like yeah. well, I, I like them for their like for the characters that I care about. Yeah, exactly. But there right. were there there were a lot of these toys to life things that were just really oh, dumb yeah but the, mm -hmm. the, the amiibo quality of the little statuettes they're really nice like just to like appreciate them like i'll be walking mm -hmm. by and they're on my shelf and stuff and i'll just like look at them like man that's really well done you just like look at the craft craftsmanship of it and it's um they're really nice i really appreciate them that's cool rich what is do you it, think of the vita 2 i think the weird thing for me is that it's coming late in the ps5 cycle right i mean like that just that just probably is what what makes sense at this point but like for us to potentially be on the cusp by the time this releases be on the cusp of the ps6 um i feel will sort of undercut the advantage that sony has in coming out with their own handheld which is day and date releases for their new games right playing those in handheld because if you're just if i'm just going to play my back catalog of ps5 and ps4 games outside of bloodborne me personally i'd rather just do that on the pc handheld so that that's my concern or like like that's the point that makes this weird to me especially this report the way it's framed makes yeah. this weird to me um it may just be that th this is what they're testing for now and they'll, but i think i think coming out with this at ps6 alongside ps6 and it is a handheld version of ps6 i think makes a lot more sense to me that'd be perfect and also uh, we've seen all those rumors where they're like with Helldivers 2, you have to sign in allegedly with your PlayStation account because it's mm -hmm. going to save transfer back and forth. And then from all those like, uh, you know, investor talks and everything lately, they've been making it sound like they're going to push that more where you have to log in with your PSN and then yeah. your save will transfer back and forth. Like, yeah. if that's the case, 
I mean, I'm always ride or die Steam Deck at that point. Like, I will buy a PS5 copy and a PC copy just so I can take the PC version on the go and have all my stuff transferred. That's where I'd really like to get with PlayStation stuff because having the two copies of the game is cool, but, like, having two copies and my stuff transfers so I don't have to replay God of War 2018 when it comes out or The Last of Us Part 1, like, that's the ideal situation. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the flip real quick. Russ, you wanted to talk about the flip. Yeah, uh, so I just got an email yesterday from INEO. They're sending me one. Uh, they said, they said unfortunately, it's the black one, which means that it's going to be smudgy. Because that's always my complaint <laughs> about all the black INEO handhelds. It's like, it's smudgy, you know? And so they try they to send me the white ones now, the I white think. ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, the fact that they put that in there, I'm like, oh, you actually watch my videos. That's cool. But uh, I'm interested about this one. Like for for one, you know, it's got the two screen setup, and the second screen is smaller and it's lower res. I think it's like 480p or something like that. But uh, you know, a lot of people are immediately thinking, oh, 3ds, right? And the Citra emulator on Windows does have the ability to have two windows, so you can just kind of resize them so they fit perfectly within there, make them both full screen, and it should work fine. And then also the Wii U emulator does the same thing. It has uh, Citra or Simu, Simu has the ability to have two screens as well. Not a lot of games take advantage of that, but like Wind Waker HD does. Like you can see the menu while you're playing the game. And so things like that will be pretty cool. Uh, There is no DS emulator that does a two window setup. You have to split one window across the two. It's probably still going to be doable, um, considering this is probably just going to treat it like two separate windows, windows, you know, like you would have two monitors set up. And so you can definitely do that. It's just going to take some finagling to do. We'll see. I, I've gotten a lot more interest in this one uh, when I tweeted about it as opposed to most any other INEO device. And so that's a good sign. I think this is exactly, we've talked about it before. I'm getting out of focus again. I don't know what's up with my focus. Hello. I think it's it wants to see Daytona USA. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> Let's so, go away. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, I think that this is exactly what we've talked about before. INEO needs to innovate, like put put out something that's not just a different Steam Deck that's more expensive. And so yep. uh, they're doing that. That's yep. great. So these sticks yeah. look terrible to me. Oh yeah, there's gonna be switch style sticks. <laughs> Can you put it yeah. up on the screen? I'm, I am trying right now. Um, so they're recessed, <laughs> like really deep recesses. Uh, and I'm the, like, the GPD win is the same way too. Yeah. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. Do you have that? I, I don't like it. I'm not a fan, but Carrie, okay. are you a fan of the recessed analogs? I am. Yeah, big fan of them. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're fine. I yeah, when when the GPD when Max when I had that before the Steam Deck, I got used to it, but now that I have like full full fledged controllers, uh, yeah, going back to this, it, it feels like a step backwards to me. But also, I don't know how you do clamshell like real clamshell without doing that yeah. so i love right. the top screen but the little yeah. the, the bottom screen looks a little small the reality yeah, is people yeah. are like oh we could watch youtube videos while playing a game yeah. you know things like that <laughs> like the subway surfers <laughs> down there like uh i know right <laughs> i neo 2 is um like probably the best analog sticks that i've used um mm-hmm. just because those are full fat analog sticks um yeah. and those are fantastic but they're the height of them is just fantastically large much like how the Steam Deck analog sticks are. And if you want like really right. good analog sticks, you need a lot of height. So if you're doing a clamshell design, you're really limited with how much height you can actually get in there. So you have Very like much. 20 millimeters. Having said that, the one the ones that are on the GPD Win Max or the GPD Win Mini, for the sacrifices inside of that space, I still I still love them. 
Yeah, the way I describe them is that they are flicky. Like it yeah. doesn't feel like a full range of motion. You just kind of flick yeah, them to get gotcha. to where you need to, and you get used to it. But it's yeah, it's not ideal for me, and it's always a complaint that I have when I make these reviews. So I'm sure it's going to be the same there. There's some controllers out there that have like uh, the sticks that attach magnetically, where mm. like you kind of put them down and they snap on. And I, yeah, that's a I, good idea. I would love it if they would have the recesses, but then have a full tall stick with a good deep throw that i could just open it up and go and then yeah off to the races with it being way more comfortable and then when i was done dji controller does that for yeah i think that would be cool yeah i brought that up in one of my reviews i think it was the gpd win mini it's like you know find a slot where they'll magnetically go in on the side and then you can pull them out and then put them on you know that'd be awesome I mean, people would like lose them, idea. and then they could charge you for replacements. <laughs> That's like the three modules on the DualSense Edge, like that they charge twenty dollars for. It's like, oh yeah, if our hardware ever fails, you can just pay more to fix it. It's like <laughs> great solution. That's the most Sony solution of all time. Right. <laughs> One thing I'm worried about with the Flip DS, and you know, it's going to be the the main thing I'm testing for, is with that like DS or rather 3DS uh, Wii U emulation is well specifically 3DS, right? Like stuff like um pacross right like i i i'm able to hold the the 3ds in one hand and you know move my pointer with the other hand and so like is the flip ds going to be comfortable to hold with one hand in that way because it's you know it's it's like it's got to be hundreds of grams heavier than a 3ds right so that that's going to be interesting for me if you're playing a 3ds if you want to play 3ds games i just say get a 3ds like they're very easy to or just a quest three if that's yeah. if that's what you want to do yeah i would love that too um uh they're they're very easy to 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 put that custom software on and yeah, then you're you're done and and it has 3d like this doesn't have 3d right no and, and no. you're right there's still no better way to play pacross specifically than on the 3ds right like there, I, I've tried on everything. There's nothing better than just playing it on the original <laughs> yeah, hardware. You know, they were still using resistive screens, so resistive screens with the stylus just mm-hmm. uh, are way different than capacitive screens. Mm-hmm. So uh, just the feelings is way different. I'm still waiting same... for Russ to put out his video of the 3DS on the on the MetaQuest Quest 3 because that, yeah, that I, looks I think I'm going to do a dedicated like emulation video on the Quest. Oh, the first sick. I was going to do like full tutorials, but I think I'm just going to do here's how to emulate NES yeah, and PSP and that's... all that kind of stuff because there are some proprietary like apps that work with the Quest, like PSP one, for example. You know, another thing is that I have a Surface 2 Duo. It's like their phone that's like a flip screen or whatever. That thing is amazing for 3DS. And yeah. I bought one for like $600. I was going to make a video on it. And then I realized like they're just not that Daytona thing's happening. Daytona. And so uh, I realized that they're not making them anymore. And they're now super expensive. They're like $900 if you want to get one. And I cannot tell people, hey, here's a $900 3DS, you're going to love it. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And so I still have the thing, and it's amazing. I needed to make a video about it, but uh, yeah, it's just, man, this autofocus kill me. Well, now and they so, have the, yeah. now they have the JSOCs, right? Like the Flipgo, like those <clears throat> seem, I haven't, I right. don't have it, so full disclosure. But that seems interesting for something like that, for 3DS emulation. So yeah. that could be an option that's not $900. Yeah, I've and never... the DeckMate people have made a Sorry. new phone adapter now, and so it can go underneath your screen. So you can put a Ooh. phone there, have it with your oh, Steam Deck, and then you can wirelessly have that attached as your second uh, monitor with 3DS. And so you could do something like that as well. How oh, is cool. 3DS performance on the Steam Deck? That's like the one console I haven't tried. 
to emulate? It's pretty good. I mean, there are the Citra emulator can't play every game, like Luigi's Mansion, Correct. Dark Moon, or whatever. Just yeah. doesn't work yeah. for most of these emulators, you know, or for most of the builds of that emulator. And so, but overall, yeah, it's 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 fine. You can cool. you can get usually a two X resolution in most three DS games. Sweet. I really enjoyed playing. Um, what's the sequel to A Link to the Past? A Link Between Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I really enjoyed playing that. I, I put it on my Steam Deck, and I used the um, the glasses, um, X reels, the X reel glasses, and I used those as my second monitor. And I it was actually in 3D, so I had a giant oh, wow. 3D screen, and cool. then I had my Steam Deck had like the bottom screen. That was a really cool experience, and it's something that like. The only other really cool way to do that would be if for Russ to make his video about the about the Quest Three. There's a lot of people or, saying, or, or, or we can spend thirty five hundred dollars on uh, Apple, whatever. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of people oh uh, saying that the Super Switch is going to have that feature. Three D X reel well, glasses X reels, yeah, for your main display. Gotcha. Yeah, so you'd have the DS like type of functionality, and you could fall back to Switch on the main handheld. But uh, it's just cool. <laughs> all I can think of is the Splatoon, uh, like the the the. In order to do the communication with your phone, they had that stupid squid shaped <clears throat> thing that you would hook up your headset oh, yeah, to so yeah. that you could talk. <laughs> like I imagine, if Nintendo put out a pair of glasses, they would be like, "It's a Super Mario hat," and like little gla- gla- glasses pop down <laughs> over the top so that everybody will look like a moron. <laughs> but you know, like Nintendo would do those like Nintendo things. They're like, you know, look to your right, and because they'd be spatial glasses, you can like look to your right, and the screen would stay over there, and you're like, oh, it's right there. And then they would just do and then something. They would say, how about take? How about you take a break? <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so I know Jimmy, you have to go in like ten minutes, so we got to go yep. fast. Uh, PlayStation uh, had their big state of play. Um, what was the stuff that jumped out to you as holy cow that looks awesome death stranding 2 i don't know why i wasn't excited about it i for some reason i just thought it didn't need a sequel and then now that i see what he's doing with it i'm like okay you've justified this and just troy baker coming back as higgs is just so cool uh silent hill 2 just cracks me up because like silent hill the fan base is like one of the biggest fan bases for games they've obviously like very obviously never played because the biggest hate that i saw for the silent hill 2 trailer was like why is there combat there's no combat in silent hill 2 and i'm like i play that game annually that game is one of the most combat heavy games of all time and like the combat doesn't look great i will say in a lot of the graphical performance just like it doesn't look awesome it's very blooper team but like it looked better than Silent Hill 2 because the bars on the floor when you're talking about that game, like that is in the running for the worst combat of all time, the original. And uh, it was a good showing. It just sucked that everything leaked from it. So it just kind of deflated it for me a little bit. But if you wanted to pack a lot of games in 40 minutes, I don't think they could have done much better. You know, it's like I'm calling into question a little bit their end of the year release strategy because we don't know anything after like the first half of 2024 for Sony. But you know, if they have an off year, so be it. There's a lot of stuff to play out there. I'm still catching up on things from 2023, and I I can find things to play in the meantime. But I think it was a good state of play. I'm more interested in showcases from them, obviously, because that's where they really kind of blow the doors off, and one mm-hmm. of those should be coming up soon. Russ, did anything jump out at you as uh, as cool from the, from that? Uh, 
I'm always waiting for Judas. Like I've been waiting yes. forever for that game. And yes. so uh, looking forward to that. I didn't watch the trailer. I just saw, oh yeah, there's an update. So it's still coming. Thank goodness. That was it. And so that's all I have going for it with that. It's just that I, I, I don't want to be spoiled or anything, but I'm very much so looking forward to Felt that. Just very because, Bioshock. you know, Bioshock. Yeah. So surprise. That's a good surprise. thing. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, what about you, Rich? Anything jump out at you from, from the state of play? Yeah, absolutely. Death Stranding too. And I didn't get to watch it like, you know, as it came out. So I, I kind of just had the trick, the trailers trickle by throughout the week. But like Death Stranding 2 is like Kojima, like back on his bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like he <laughs> like swords, the, right? <laughs> like lightning swords, shooting, lightning shooting the out guitar. of the guitar. <laughs> like what, what is going on? And it's just the best. And, you know, like Death Stranding, it it started off a little lukewarm i think in terms of reception like the the on like the critical reception was really good but i felt like the audience didn't pick up to it like they did with the metal gear solid games and i feel like death stranding 2 is going to bring all of those metal gear solid folks back to to kojima i really like the the hands the lady who had like the the hands around her neck that that would like wipe things off her face or give a thumbs up yep. or wave or you know that was that was weird and cool that was I, a... i'm not a kojima guy i just don't <laughs> i don't care but that you was gotta cool play looking. metal gear you'll, you'll that design have, jimmy have you played metal gear rising yes i love metal so that, gear rising. I, I was gonna say that design the hands yeah. like that's from metal gear rising so like, yeah, yeah it's a little bit of an evolution on the weird mechs in metal gear solid 4 that had human legs <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're super yeah. weird. That, that was made weird. cow noises. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And you guys are telling me to play this game. Yes, <laughs> dude. I'm like not an anime I don't guy what's at not all, like. and I love it. It's it, it's. I mean, it pulls from so many great movies, like Die Hard with a Vengeance and Escape from New York. It's like it's really hard not to re- like it, even if you're yeah. not into the more like crazy aspects of it. Yeah. If, right. if you don't try anything else, maybe try Metal Gear Rising because it's action. Yeah. So, like, it's, right it's so hard cool. not to like. I yeah, have Metal right. Gear He's Solid amazing. on my Miu Mini Plus waiting for me. So There you go. That's another yeah. one. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, <laughs> anything jump out at you from the PlayStation thing? You're not a uh, PlayStation yeah, guy. Yeah, uh, two things. So the PSVR <laughs> uh, game that they had, that Dungeons & Dragons type of game that was kind of like deep down-ish. Um, <laughs> uh, starts with a D. De- yeah. Demos? Uh, I forget the name of it. It just looked... I saw it briefly, and I was like, oh, that VR game looks kind of cool, and it's probably only ever going to come out on PSVR 2, so it's like the only actual exclusives they'll have. So I guess that's something I'm looking forward to. Everything else is like, you know, it's all coming to PC, and it's weird that, like, Sony is, like, very careful with their messaging, and it's like, we have to talk about our PC games that are coming out. What's one that's coming out? Uh, There's about seven. Let's mention Until Dawn. <laughs> like so weird. <laughs> all right <laughs> and we're gonna mention the seven other ones no 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 well, don't do that why the why the caveat why why even like for you specifically uh like what does that mean to you that it's coming to pc because i mean all the xbox games come to pc right so right is that are you it sounds like you're saying that's a bad thing but i assume you don't actually feel that way no i want them to come out with pc i just want them to it be is there they're they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying not to upset their fan base, but also trying to come out with it. And it's just like, guys, you're doing it. All of these games are coming out. Just let us know. Because, you know, like just kind of having it in the air, also not for nothing, when they don't do this and if sales aren't very good and you didn't really talk about it, who's to blame other than yourself? 
So yeah, their marketing is terrible on that. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of the same thing of like uh, the Xperia Play, right? The Xperia Play should have been labeled the PlayStation Phone. They didn't label it the PlayStation Phone because all the Sony cabal inside were like, no, 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 we don't want this to be the PlayStation Phone. They didn't have any marketing for it. They torpedoed the goddamn thing. It went away and died. There was no Xperia Play 2 <laughs> because they wanted it to die. So I don't know. I almost get a feeling like there is this force that are making PC ports of PlayStation games. And then at the same time, they don't want to also talk about it. So it's, I don't know. I've seen it happen before. And who knows? Those of you who are playing the game at home, I, I think that counts as Carrie mentioning a gaming <laughs> phone so you can take a drink. <laughs> uh, so Metro Awakening VR, I think, looks really cool. Yeah. But I've learned from trying Resident Evil 7 VR and Resident Evil 8 VR and Resident Evil 4 VR that it's too <clears throat> freaking scary. And so I'm not going to play them. Like it is scary. I'll load it up. I'll walk 15 feet. I'll be like, yeah. "This is too scary," and I'll take it off. Yeah. Once once you get <laughs> I like get it. that's that type of stuff is like very intense. Like amnesia was like my breaking point for me. Like the when you design a game so well that you have to like look into a wall so that you don't go crazy in the game. Like as a game mechanic, you are forced to like hide into like a little side thing and hope the thing that's coming behind you doesn't like grab you. That is a that's a a really a great game mechanic to amplify anxiety. <laughs> I did see one game. I don't know what it's called. It, it was, it's on PSVR uh, 2 um, where it watches your eyes. And if you blink, then the, the monsters move. Oh, so it's like, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like, so, the, like Doctor Who. Right. Yeah. The Doctor <laughs> Who episode where they get the angels yeah. to uh, look at him, uh, look at each other. And then they just box. Them yeah. But that's yeah, a, that's, very, very, that's a frightening concept. To like blink your eyes yeah. and see, because they move so outrageously fast that it's mm -hmm. like you're like oh no <laughs> and blink blink one eye at a time. <laughs> uh, so I guess then the last thing that we would talk about uh, that Russ you wanted to talk about the B Link contest to win some money. I'm gonna I gotta head out. I gotta go see a movie. Uh, so I gotta go. What movie? Enjoy. Okay, uh, Argyle. I heard oh. it's oh, mediocre, nice. but we just wanted to go see about it. Enjoy, man. Have so. fun, man. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Yep, see you later. Man. See you. Bye. All right. So, Russ, you wanted to talk about this, this B-Link contest. Yeah. So, B-Link is a mini PC manufacturer. They're one of my favorites between them and, like, Mini's Forum, usually. Uh, so, they sent me an email last night, and they've got this website where, basically, they are looking to design a new mini PC with, a like, a desktop GPU. And they want to try to figure out some sort of... Uh, solution to this and so i don't know maybe they just ran out of ideas but they're like how about we ask people to come up with the ideas and designs and stuff and if we use your design we'll pay you ten thousand dollars basically and so i thought it was just a really kind of apropos thing for our podcast because we're always talking about how these guys should be making things better you know what i mean like here's our opportunity and carrie has been spending hours already <laughs> making a design so uh so that's kind of one of the things i wanted to bring up is just kind of it's neat and I'll, i'm going to post it on twitter later on today but basically I like this idea, you know, like they're saying, hey, we'll actually listen to you as opposed to assuming what you want. Let me hear what you have to say, and we're going to reward you for it. Because it's not just the $10,000 thing. If you come up with other ideas that they also use, maybe not the exact full thing, they'll give you like a coupon and all this other kind of stuff, prizes and whatnot. So That's I like really that they're neat. doing that. Makes me think of the Homer Simpson car. 
<laughs> so if for, yeah, they'll, they'll get some bad ideas. Rich, yeah. you don't know what about the Homer Simpson mm -mm, car? Really? Oh, no. so you you should just Google Homer Simpson car. It's it's great. It's from an episode of The Simpsons, and I think it it it, it will ex it will explain exactly what I mean. <laughs> I'm seeing <laughs> um, pictures now. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so I think we're going to see some really strange designs, but you know what? Maybe somebody will come up with something cool. Yeah, it might just spark something in the engineer and be like, oh, that's a direction I hadn't thought of, and this is what I needed in order to make the perfect yeah. thing or whatever. I would love, a, a, you know, if like Ambernick or somebody did this as well, like, because I got some ideas, you know, but um, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, Man, I that, think that we'll also see things Kerry that are, wins. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Rich? I just said it would be sick if Carrie wins. That would be amazing. And we would told, have a special episode just for that. Yeah, I told <laughs> Carrie, well, I'll bet you they'll have, like, votes or something. Yeah. Like, once they select their nominees. So, you mm -hmm. know, we can try and... We could try and, and push people to to vote for Carrie, <laughs> it's a, and then it would be called the Link Fox. I mean, my thing is, like, <laughs> a very simple design. It's just, it's just hide the wires, expose the PCIe slot, have the knock behind it. It's not really, like... A bunch there. It's just like I needed to visualize <laughs> as much as I could. So I just threw together something in Blender in like an hour or two. And uh, just like, there we go. There it is. Thankfully, there's like a it. online repository of people that have already made like GPUs. So it's like, download that in Blender. Download that in Blender. Push, 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 mm. push. I got to make goddamn splines. All right, here are some wires. No more. <laughs> Clip it into the box. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm less impressed now. I didn't realize that you just were downloading those oh. assets. I was like, wow, he made a GPU. No way I made that GPU. No, yeah, I, I, that GPU looks there, too good to be done in an hour. Um, it looks really good. Um, there were a lot of USB-C or USB-A ports on the back of the of your design carry. Like uh, that's, uh, uh, an inordinate amount. That's um, Yeah, that's, again, that's just uh, like a motherboard, a motherboard back. So I got a motherboard. I got a PCI slot. I got a GPU. I was like, delete, 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 delete. Push this together. Put in boxes here. There we go. Render. There we go. That's an idea. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was just super fast, and there's an online repository where you can just grab that stuff. So didn't spend all that much time with it. It's just uh, messing around with Blender a bit. Yeah, I just I'm looking at it right now, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. USB-A ports on the back of that. Again, I was like, that's a lot of connectivity. A, a lot of this stuff is just, like, you should be, like, not really paying attention to, like, the numbers of things or whatever. They're just conceptual ideas of, like... For me, I don't even want the ports to be on the side where the GPU is. I'd want them to be on the back. But I wasn't going to rotate it. I wasn't going to do other crap. I was just like, slap, slap, slap. Here it is. There it goes. Think about it. I don't care if I win the $10,000. I just would rather than make the design... And, you know, just make it something that looks elegant, something that has really good cable management, has the power supply built in, and hides the power supply within the same NUC design. So you have the power supply on one side, the NUC on the other, and they're just sitting together. It's not like it's terribly difficult. Um, yeah. So it's just a simple design that I think, uh, once you've seen, like, the one dock, it actually looks super really nice. Like, as, like, a, a piece that you could have on your desk as a functional kind of decoration a gpu that's sitting on your desk with just the clean cables it actually looks like very cool i really like the design mm. look of it well speaking of uh compact systems russ you put out a video this morning about uh what was the computer it's called the g22ch as an asus rog pc it's like a small form factor i think it's 10 liter pc and i've had it for months like they 
So essentially what happened is after I did my like six months later ROG Ally review, they like sent me an email like, hey, we really like that video. Uh, we also see you do mini PCs. We don't have any right now, but you want a small PC? And I was like, oh, I could try this out. It's like a new space. And so they sent it over to me and then I spent two months playing around with it. And I'm like, how am I supposed to make a video about this? It's literally just a PC. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I found my angle and it was just kind of like, this is a middle ground one where it's like, you don't want to have a mini PC and all the compromises when it comes to performance. And you also don't want to like Tetris in a, a small PC in a, a small form factor case. Right. So here, here's, if you want to pay a premium, here's how someone will do it for you. There's all sorts of companies that will do this as well, um, but it just made sense to use Asus just because they have such an established relationship with retailers. Like you can go and price gouge and look between like Amazon and Best Buy and find the deals, you know, and these often will go on sale. And so I thought, ah, this is interesting. And it was, it was crazy. Like it's just such, I've never really reviewed a powerful PC like that before. And so I was really way out of my element because I'm just like, well, I'm just turning all the settings up to the highest they'll go and it's playing great there's your video, right. you know, like it's, just, it's a hard thing to kind of talk about, you know, but I, I thought I found a couple of good angles to kind of talk about. And that's why I was doing VR because I was like, well, this thing is so powerful. It can also do VR. So let's I do think, that. Right? You know, going along the same lines, I think that's what's compelling about what B-Link is trying to do here because you take a look at the 7840U, the 8840U, even Intel stuff. Intel, if they put a big heatsink on it, it can go up to 100 watts. And if it's connected to power, you don't care about battery life. It's going to be a fantastic CPU. Right. So if you have a fantastic CPU and you can put in a desktop GPU, you have a full desktop solution that can play a bunch. And yeah, maybe it's not going to be as fast as the highest, high, highest end gaming PC, but you can swap out that GPU and that CPU is going to last you for years. The right. 155H is a monster. If you can cool it, hey more power to you like that is a worthwhile thing so if they can sell a 700 thing 800 thing where you can slot in your own gpu i think that's super appealing and that goes along the same lines of what you're saying it's like you know there's all those check boxes of what people find to be their ideal because they're trying to fit it into their space right so sometimes people want yeah. that tetris design they want something that is like literally like a, a cereal box that has a gpu right. and everything else um yep. so i don't know I'm, i always love how there's so much to choose from uh, and it's never been better. Really. It's a really great time. Yeah. That's one of my big takeaways from the video was that the 7840U or 7840HS is what I was testing as a comparison is a really good CPU just from CPU performance. Yeah. Like, so I was doing Cinebench between this $2,000 Asus PC that I was reviewing and then the like $700 Minis Forum that I was yeah. using. And the performance difference between the two was like the, the Minis Forum one was 83% of the yeah. way there basically, but for a third of yeah. the price. Mm -hmm. And so that CPU is really good. You just need some sort of graphics card yeah. with it. Yeah, <clears throat> I keep waiting for Valve to put out a console. Like as soon as they like it, and you know what it would be? It would just be a mini PC with the Valve with a Steam logo on it, and I would buy that thing in a in a second. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Rich, what uh what videos you got coming up, or what did you just drop? So one X player X one that great name. <laughs> That's gonna be the the next review that should be dropping hopefully tomorrow, but maybe Tuesday. Um, and then I still have the, the two reviews that have been in for a while, but they are pretty much done now. So uh, they should be coming in this week as well. Awesome. Carrie, what yep. do you got coming up? Uh, so the last video I did was uh, I talked about the PlayStation handheld as well. And uh, the only video that I have working on right now is the Retroid Pocket 4 Pro. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. I oh. forgot to say, I finally got mine. Yeah. The analog so, sticks on it are, yeah, nice. are interesting. Um I'm I'm a big you know I I I don't I'm I hesitate 
because the the opening for my video may come off as as negative <laughs> but it's like i just want to be like would you believe that the company that made this and like show the retroid pocket 2 made this yes. <laughs> it's just like right leaps apart of like yeah I if you told me you know three years ago that this company would be making this, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, that makes amazing. sense. It's amazing. I, I, I always like when uh, when people start figuring things out and getting it right after yeah. getting it wrong same. in the past. Yeah, yeah they're they're yep. banging on all cylinders. Uh, them, I mean, they're the same company, right? Like Retroid Pocket and, and AYN. Uh, they deny it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, their affiliate payments come within five minutes of each other. Well, so also, yeah, like the Android builds are made by the same dude uh, between both of them, so mm. it's like like that same guy. <laughs> like, uh, unless right. they're just like he's a contractor, I don't think so. <laughs> he's he's working on both of them. Um, yeah, uh, but you can like they're both of them. They're like banging on all cylinders now. So you have like the Odin series, which is like their top tier, and the Retroid series. Mm -hmm. I actually love the direction that they've taken because the, the Retroid series has the um, uh, 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 synchronous type of analog sticks, like if people like a DualShock more. And then the mm -hmm. Odin is more of an Xbox layout, so you have the asynchronous layout. Oh, there goes one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long episode, yeah, yeah, Rich. Yeah. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's judging you. Yeah. Uh, no. For the audio listeners, <laughs> no. one of Rich's just lights danger. just ran out of battery. <laughs> just full danger right now. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, well, lower the intensity, so Just I'm not a second ago, Carrie said something that made Rich really, really mad, and his, his room just turned red. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I really like what uh, AYN and, and Retroid do they're um probably my favorite android handheld makers at this point i think the only thing that was weird for me was like when i got the uh, uh the retro puck uh retro pocket 4 pro is the same thing that happened to you russ you had it early before the update came out so my device started up and the screen was all yellowish and then it booted in and mm. then it fixed itself and i was like huh <laughs> I, yeah, that'll happen every time you boot yeah, it now, yeah. actually, because it's a software yeah, right. fix. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's it's off-putting at first because I feel like I have to, like my eyes adjusted or something, so I just don't look <laughs> at it when I turn it on anymore. I just like look away. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm I, I'm a big fan of what what they've done. They should make a gaming phone. <laughs> <laughs> Drink again. <laughs> we somehow uh, made it. We somehow made it through the uh, PlayStation handheld. Uh, segment and there was no mention of an Xbox handheld. So I thought sure. I knew. It, I thought <laughs> I it was thought coming. It. Like if I you had so bet too. me money, I was yeah. gonna like he is gonna talk about the Series S and all that stuff, and it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If you guys he don't know what we're talking about, go watch the Fox's channel at, over at YouTube.com/slash the Fox T H E P H A W X. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I spelled that right in my head because I had to think about it. Um, mm -hmm. just make sure you guys check out his stuff. He's got a really good video all about the Xbox series S and how it could be a handheld and it's nine months old and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it holds up. So make sure you guys you check can it actually, out. You can actually watch any video since then. Every video he makes, he mentions it. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all being yep. mean to you, Carrie. I'm sorry. I'm just pointing <laughs> my receipts. That's all. Once, once it happens, I'll be vindicated. It's. That's That's right. Right. I mean, right. for what it's worth, when the Steam Deck came out, I was already vindicated. I've been, I've just, as long as I just keep on getting vindicated, it's fine. That's fair. <laughs> That's facts. fair. I still think you're wrong about a, a gaming phone. I don't want one, but you know what? I still want one you know, for you. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's going to have those recessed analog sticks. It has to, because how would you design it yeah. otherwise? So it, there's going to be compromises, uh, but I'm willing to live with them. 
All right. Well, uh, I think that that's. Oh, uh, did we hit everybody's videos? Just uh, mm -hmm. not. I think. So. Yeah, we just talked about what I made, but I don't have anything in the hopper. I okay. I did a swap, like a button swap with my Odin too. So I might do a video about Ooh. that, and just because looks it's nice. like it looks really nice, like very '90s looking now with the white buttons. So. I like the white buttons. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys could have been anywhere, but you decided to sit down for an hour and 34 minutes with us, and uh, we appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great week, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Stay right, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. See you.